In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Have you ever been stressed out with life, disappointed with your job, or struggled with people's expectations of you and just wanted to get away? If you say yes to this, then you can relate to Jesus this morning. Scripture says Jesus withdraws from there to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is a place no one really should know who he is because it's mainly Gentile. Not, not knowing for sure, but he might want to get away because over the last several chapters in the Gospel of Matthew, he's experienced loss and disappointment. First, the Pharisees conspire to kill him. Not sure exactly know how, you know what that means and how that can stress out a person. Next, it's his hometown who rejects him. Then his own disciples doubt him. And finally, one of his closest friends, John the Baptist, is executed. This type of stuff can weigh anyone down. As Jesus enters into the region, we see that Jesus isn't the soft, cuddly, warm Messiah who is always there for everyone at all times. We see Jesus isn't always nice, and after a string of disappointments and struggles, the Gospel of Matthew reveals to us that Jesus can have a bad day, too. The kind of bad day where he actually ignores, refuses, and finally calls a mother with a sick daughter a dog. Now, many of us might try to think of excuses for Jesus, especially if we brought somebody to church this morning. This might not be the first biblical text we want to introduce them to. But if anyone was going to soften the edges on this encounter, I think it would be the gospel writer, Matthew. Of all the stories he could tell us about Jesus, he picks this one. Now, the Canaanite woman doesn't seem to worry about Jesus and the way he acts this morning. Because every time the woman addresses Jesus, she calls him Lord, even after being ignored, refused, or called names. She understands who Jesus is. He is Lord. Period. And he doesn't need to fit her or our expectations for him to be who he is. Perhaps this is why this woman is so persistent, audacious, and determined. She believes Jesus is who he says he is, which means allowing Jesus the freedom to speak and act as the Lord. Maybe because of this, she is not offended like I am when she is called a dog. Maybe she decides that before the Lord of the universe, we are all dependent upon his table. And she has the faith to fire back at Jesus. This is the kind of faith that seems to move Jesus to give a second look. And really, how many parents out there wouldn't do the same as this mother? Risk everything, embarrassment, reputation, in order to help her own child. You see, the desire to help a child is strong because love. And this desire to help children causes parents to do some amazing things. And, but on the negative side, because the desire is so strong, when parents do what they're s- supposed to do, it hurts all the more. So this m- woman is really doing what a good mother does, cries out 
for help to the one who can actually help until he does help. This woman has the audacity to hold Jesus accountable to the mission that he will eventually give to the 12 disciples after the resurrection on the mountain. Go and make disciples of all nations. Because of this confidence, in a sense, she says to Jesus this morning, yeah, yeah, I'm a dog, but what about my daughter? You're the Lord who makes the blind see. You're the Lord who makes the deaf hear, the lame walk, the demon-possessed free. You are the one to help. Help. See, when, Jesus, when she responds to Jesus in verse 27, it's almost as if she has more faith in Jesus than he does in himself. But it's at that moment that Jesus is startled out of his bad day by someone who actually believes Jesus is who he says he is. And he responds to her, Great is your faith. This woman is the only person in all four Gospels that Jesus says this to. Great is your faith. Before now, this woman's faith lacked such certification, for it only consisted of things hoped for and the convictions of things unseen. But at that moment, she did receive the bread from the master's table, and it produced hope and healing for her own soul and for her daughter. So as we approach this altar today, we cry out to Jesus, Lord, have mercy. And we also bring others before Jesus' feet in prayer, because Jesus is the one who is among us. He is the one who died and was raised again, that forgives our sins, that makes the Heavenly Father available to us to hear what is ailing us. And Jesus Christ shows he is faithful and will surely do it. Because of his work, we do have the confidence and boldness to cry out in the Kyrie and be heard by Jesus. Regardless if we think God is ignoring us because of what's happening in our life or refusing us, or at worst, we think God is against us. The Kyrie is the call to Christ in which he actually responds. Jesus is the Lord who, even on a bad day, delivers on his promises to be your Savior. So let us come to the altar this morning, where the bread from heaven falls down and even a crumb will change your life, forming it into Christ's life. It is there we know that all of our disappointments, our struggles, our fears, our questions will be answered because it's there that we receive the confirmation that Jesus is among us. He isn't ignoring us. He isn't refusing, but rather he is present, welcoming each one of you into his care as a faithful disciple. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.